When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. It's further complicated by how difficult it is to describe how good Cousins is. If you have to describe it in one word, it's almost impossible. Because I think the word good is not sufficient. What would you do it? I don't know. It's, I, I think he's better than good, but I wouldn't say he's great. It's very difficult. His his legacy and identity in the league, like if you're ranking quarterbacks, that whole drill, which I'm sure we'll do in the offseason, like I don't even know where you put him. Sometimes he's excellent. I want to so throw maybe the word is complicated. I know. Wait, go ahead. I want to be like, would you rather have Dak or Cousins? Dak. I can't talk about the Cowboys right now. If Rodgers leaves, would you rather have Cousins or go really? Then are you more like shoot for the moon? Let's go get somebody even that's greater. A great question. Like, can we wait? Like, that's a great point. Like, like Rodgers is out gone, of Green Bay. It's ours right there. Got to keep Cousins. Can right. Cousins? Maybe. I love the way Kyle Brandt teed that up. It is hard. Mm-hmm. In fact, let's put a put a pin in that for just a second here. This is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings oh, Entertainment. Is that how do you put the pin in? I put the pin in like right that. there. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Presented by Surly Brewing Company and TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands, has a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolget, our executive producer, Declan Goff. Kevin O'Connell said some really interesting things, had an interesting answer when asked about Kirk Cousins, but we'll get to that in a second. What is one word that you would describe to, to... to, to explain Kirk Cousins to someone, because Kyle Brandt said he's okay, he's good, but he sometimes he's better than good, but he's not great. And of course, he's never really done anything meaningful, or his teams haven't in the playoffs. He's never one word carried a mediocre roster beyond one like word. the first round. Um, for me, it's very very simple, polarizing. He he is more of a polarizing human than an actually. There, there's no there's no football word that comes to to mind. He is he is more of a polarizing person, and that's what I like. All of what Kirk brings, I I will say this: the talent and baggage don't meet the amount of of polarization he brings. So like like weird it, is I don't think he like. Port- like he doesn't like portend baggage. Right? You know what? You know, it's, that's what's Phil, weird. Um, right or wrong, and not the same, and not as much. Joe Mauer did the same thing. It and here's the here's the problem. At some point in time, if you are a polarizing person, and, and you might intend to be, and you might not, but in my opinion, in sports, team sports, 
unless you are a Hall of Fame player, it's often not worth it. Like, it's like there's just too much baggage here. So polarizing is my word. I go, and this might sound a little harsh, but egocentric, dude. He's an egocentric guy. Uh, The definition of egocentric, according to the Google, which never lies. Uh, Thinking only of oneself without regard for the feelings or desire of others and self-centered. I think that's Kirk. And that, that might be a little more harsh. But I, I, I think he's an egocentric. He cares about himself first and doesn't really care about the external things that could benefit him. I go egocentric. Okay. I'm going to – I wasn't going to do this. Oh but I'm going to read you three words from someone who, who is close to the situation. Who is – I'll just leave it at that. An NFL source. Described Kirk as having a dorky, weird arrogance. Dorky, weird <laughs> a arrogance. Dorky, weird arrogance. He's kind of an odd guy. That's a, yep. He's yeah. kind of dorky, which is totally fine. I feel like I'm kind of dorky. Oh, extremely dorky. Yes. But he's also kind of arrogant in some that's ways. What, that's well know? put. That, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. A dorky, I know exactly arrogance. what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Kevin O'Connell, new Vikings head coach, KOC as we call him here in these parts, He's been doing some interviews. He was on uh, a couple radio stations last week, and then he joined yesterday. He joined uh, our friend Chad Hartman on WCCO Radio. I actually used to uh, co-host Twins. Was it Twins Weekly? I think it was called Twins Weekly like 15 years it. ago with Chad. Never missed <laughs> it. Was it. Great. It was a great show. And, uh, and so Chad, who's a great interviewer and question asker, he asked Kevin O'Connell at one point. And we, we would usually play the audio or the video here, but we don't have – it's a local competing radio station, so we don't have permission to play the audio, but we'll read the quote. Mm-hmm. So Chad asked, without hesitation, can you say that Kirk Cousins will be on the Vikings roster come training camp? The first words out of Kevin O'Connell's mouth were, quote, training camp is a long way away in my mind from a standpoint of what any position may look like. Mm-hmm. Now, he did go on to say, you know, you know I love Kirk Cousins, I do. I love Kirk Cousins. I do was was the next part. I love my wife. I do right. Like it's, oh, no question. <laughs> I do. By the way, I she's, love my wife. she's a love of my life. Uh, I think he's clearly shown in this league. He has the skill set, the intangibles uh, at quarterback to play at a high level. I'm just excited to see the type of offense and type of advantages we can provide him. It's like it's all about okay. Let's recover from my first right. statement. There's just an odd hesitation for both Quasi and KOC. And I think KOC's comments in this interview are a little bit different than the tone he has struck in a couple other ones. Absolutely. And maybe new information has come to light behind the scenes about the willingness or lack thereof of Cousins and his camp to to do a team-friendly contract, right? Yeah. But there's an odd hesitation for the Vikings' new brain trust to just come out and say straight up, yes, he's our guy. We're going to win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins, right? They They stop way short of that so far. Yes. Just like it seems like there's an odd hesitation on the Cousins side to just sign a more team-friendly deal and quit playing hardball with everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And tr- trying to maximize $40 million a year. So, I don't know. What, what did you make of training camp as a long way away, in my mind, from the standpoint of what any position may look like, end quote, when you heard that yesterday? So, O'Connell did his introductory press conference at TCO Performance Center last Thursday. And the Rams had won the Super Bowl on Sunday. He went to the parade on Wednesday. He flew in. And look, I think that there's confusion about O'Connell's presentation when he was when he uh, discussed the the uh, head coaching job with the Wilson Company. I believe that that he had a plan for Kirk. I firmly believe that. 
and he knows Kirk, and that's all great. But I also, to go back to to what I said with O'Connell's experience with quarterbacks and the fact that he is being hired in large part because he's not Zim and, and has expertise on the offensive side of the ball, and more importantly, with QBs, I think he probably had a plan in his binder for if they go to the bar and sign a quarterback off a bar stool. Like this guy can develop. That's his, that's his thing. Yeah. So I don't think it was, okay, here's the cousins plan and we're sticking to it. And if he's not here, we are all screwed. I think it was the, I can work with people. Here's how I would work with Kirk. Here's how I, I would work with Kellen Mond and, and George, the, the guy who, who lives next door to Judd. If he plays quarterback, here's how I would work with George. So like, let's not pretend that it's Kirk, Kirk, Kirk. But I also believe that by the time he talked to Chad, Kevin has a much better idea now of what the Vikings are thinking, the phone calls they are getting. And the reality is, and I feel a little bit for Quasey and for Kevin on this one, they're walking a very fine line here. Because Zim and Spielman, and we can debate this too, so I am not, I am not saying that this is good, okay? But hear me out. Mike and Rick treated the media so poorly here that it embarrassed the Wilfs. And so like, they're very much into as much transparency as possible. Like being, being a decent person. I, I, Mike was by the, the end to a lot of people in the media here, a complete a-hole. Yeah. And so, and so they want you to be nice, be welcoming, give answers but it's football too. And in KOC and Quasi's defense, they can't exactly be like, well, here's what we're thinking exactly. So I think by the time he got the question from Chad, Kevin has sort of rethought his position. He certainly, with a week being spent with Quasi, knows where things stand. And, and to, to go back to what, what we talked about on the scoop session on Mackie and Judd with Doogie, go back and watch. When O'Connell initially answers the question in the press conference about Kirk, and he gives far more of a – now, he starts with he's under contract, but then he talks about, I love it, I'm so excited to work with Kirk. Quasey sort of looks at Kevin like, uh, yeah, you might not be. So I just think that Kevin has been more brief. back and watch now. I, I, love that, I love that you've done the law and order. Uh, Judd yes. comes walking in with his, his uh, well, investigator remember, suit. <laughs> don't don't Hold forget which pot by the way back tonight i'm so excited um <laughs> but don't forget quasi his first response when then asked to answer the same question kevin did was i'm glad he's glad he gets to work with kirk yeah. like almost a diversion of the <laughs> oh everybody's happy and i'm juggling 18 plates here yeah. so you won't see that i'm a- about to trade him so yeah. i think the answer that chad got on cco on on wednesday is the most honest answer to the question in part because I really believe this. Kevin O'Connell is not sure who his quarterback on day one of training camp is going to be. Yep. To me, it feels like the ball is 100% in the court of Kirk Cousins and his representation. That if he had a more reasonable cap situation and contract, that just based on what happened, and again, I Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback and leader and it's they are not as comparable as everyone wants, but you know, a guy that was kind of toiling around like the tenth, fifteenth best quarterback. You know, teams with losing records, et cetera, and uh, and they built something. So I think if and by the way, Stafford's cap hit was like twenty million dollars last year. So if Kirk had half the cap hit, I don't think it would even be much of a question. I think you'd say, oh, we're definitely looking for a quarterback of the future, but you know, it's just pretty reasonable. We got a pretty damn good quarterback here for 
a really reasonable price. And so the value makes sense. We can build a roster around it. We don't have to be perfect on all of our draft picks. And so I really think the contract is the, like, there's definitely other red flags and variables that we talk about all the time on this show, but I think you can kind of put those aside more if he was a $20 million cap hit or a 15, you know, instead of a $45 million cap hit. So any hesitation coming from KOC in interviews like these where he's saying, I don't know, training camp's a long way away. We don't know what the roster's going to look like, means that the Cousins camp and Kirk himself are hesitating on doing a team-friendly contract. Yes. Right? I mean, that's, I that's, that's what this is. Agree completely there. This is, a, this is more of a Cousins and his camp thing at this point than the – it's not like Cousins and his camp said, oh, my God, we'd love to do a team-friendly deal. You know, mm-hmm. please take me back. And the Vikings are like, ah, man, I don't know. I really think this is all – I mean, this is a Kirk Cousins and his camp thing for the next two or three weeks that has to be figured out. Around the time that O'Connell was introduced last week, we heard – that the Cousins camp said, we will do a new contract, but we want to raise that that um, allows for the 2023 increase to the cap, which means they, they are asking for something that will be approximately $40 million in base salary. So that's not the cap. Cap's yeah, he's, higher. He's 35 in base right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. So so here's what here's what I think they're struggling with. I think the one non-starter is that. So I don't think that there's room for, oh, you know, that's going to be tough for us, but we'll bite the bullet. So I think from the Viking standpoint, the, non, the non-starter is not the extension, it's the price. And so basically, Kirk, if, he, if his camp is saying, no, 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 we, we want raises, raises for 23, 24, we'll help you out in 22, but you, again, just like the two-year extension, that he did for 66 mil, you're going to pay the price at the end. I think the Vikings are like, no, no, no. Now, now your options then are twofold. One, play out this contract, which you could do. Like, like it's a lot, but I, I still contend your team is not going to be that, that good. And you could actually use Kirk as the fall guy for trimming guys that are going to have to be gone because of Kirk and say, we would have loved to kept um uh Eric Kendricks, but we couldn't. Yeah. Oh, but the enticing thing is, we know for a fact at least one, if not more, teams are calling about Kirk. Mm-hmm. And if you're ever going to cash in, and the, de- I mean, I can't articulate enough the desperation that some of these foolish teams, circa the 2018 Vikings, felt. Right. So, like, if you find out, I can get a first round pick for Kirk. Can you really afford to, to say yeah. we're we're going to let that sob play out his last year and then walk? When yeah. you could potentially get compensation that could be extremely seductive and attractive to build this team back up, yeah. I think that's where it gets really dicey. And I think p- people also, you know, when they listen to this show and we've we've you know, flushed out all of the criticisms that there can possibly be about Kirk Cousins the last three four years, and and they say, well, if you think Kirk is so deficient, then why would you also think that a team would give up a first round pick? Because it's not black and white the way that you are making it. Okay. He has deficiencies that are preventing the current version of the Vikings from pushing ahead as a contender based on the, the money that he makes. Right. And so now, some of this is on the Vikings' old front office for not, and, and coaching staff for not developing and maximizing the roster around him. But he was also plopped into a 13-3 and team with the best defense in the NFL. And he specifically failed on his end in some key games late in the one-year window where they had the best opportunity, right? 
and then the ship kind of sailed after that. The roster started to erode, and it's really hard to build the roster back up to where it was in 2018. All right, so there's a lot of gray area here for you know why things have gotten to the point that they are. But two teams specifically that, if you ask me, it's worth a first round pick for them. Maybe not the sixth overall pick. You'd have to figure that out with the Panthers. But mm-hmm. if you're the Panthers looking to go from five wins to nine in a division without Sean Payton and without Tom Brady. Kirk is a great option for you. Sam Darnold's garbage. Cam Newton's cooked, right? You don't have anybody else. And you're and you're looking to take a step forward to save some jobs, right? So to me, for the Panthers, it is worth a first round pick or maybe, you know, whatever that looks like. If they don't if they don't give up the 6th overall, you have to kind of figure out a a way to, you know, we'll give you a second or something. Um now, if you're the 49ers and you and you already have a loaded roster and there's other options out there, okay, maybe it's not worth a first-round pick because you've shown that you can get to the NFC Championship game with Jimmy Garoppolo. And so maybe you're better off with Trey Lance or somebody else unless it's a third-round pick, right? Right. What if you're the Steelers and you just went to the playoffs? You've been above 500 or 500 every year in Mike Tomlin's existence. You are ready to make a run in the AFC. You just need somebody that's not fossil Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. You're ready to pop. You just need a competent quarterback. It's probably worth a first-round pick for Kirk Cousins in that situation. Yep. Now, if you are the, I don't know, if you're, I'm kind of flying through here, but like if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you just won a Super Bowl a couple years ago and you got some cap space maybe, like do you need to give up a first-round pick for Cousins? Probably not. Probably not. So it's quick. Like people need to quit treating this like, well, if he's not good enough for the Vikings and he's deficient, then why would another team give up a first-round pick? you got to go. It's circumstantial, team by team by team. If I could get a good first-round pick back, I, I would also offer to pick up some of, of Kirk's salary on my cap and, and split it more. So be, Because the thing about it is we're going through, for the most part, teams that want to win now. Like, yeah. they want to win now. And Kirk, and Kirk is Kirk looks good there. Like that looks like, and and Phil, as as fu- funny as your call to the Carolina station was, or your guest spot in selling Kirk Cousins a couple days ago on the Panthers flagship, that's exactly what the Vikings are going to do. What, yeah. Like the Vikings are going was, to, to say, it was pretty spot but, on. Right? But the thing about it is, Kirk, Kirk is the car that looks great, and it's been redone, and you, you find out through Carfax that it was in like a, head-on collision, and it's in bad shape, really. But the new buyer d- does not yeah. know that. And Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins can, for a team like the Panthers, the great thing is he could save a job. He could save Matt, he can save Matt Rule's job. Now, ultimately, is he going to get them to where they want to go? No, he won't. Yeah, but there's a huge step between. But Matt between, Rule doesn't care yeah. about that right now. Yeah. Matt Rule wants to save his job. So, there's just a lot of enticing things here, but I think if the Cousins camp has truly said we, you know, we need raises and we are going to get ours, that's where the Vikings are in a pickle because there are teams that are going to be willing to trade for Kirk. And what sense does it make to take Kirk through the last year of his contract here, have him walk and get nothing when a year before you could have got something? Yeah, uh, I found a couple Twitter followers sent some really interesting paralleled Peyton Manning quotes from over a decade ago that I want to get to in a second here. Mm-hmm. And it really, it really makes you think. And I think if you're Kirk and Kirk's representatives, it, you should, you should read these quotes because it's, it's really interesting. 
But uh, you should also, if you're Kirk and Kirk's representatives, probably be drinking Surly because that's what all the cool people do. They drink Surly. You know what? I often go go to bed after a delicious can of my favorite (laughs) beer from Surly Brewing, of course, the the Furious IPA. But you know how I wake up? Okay, there's not beer in, in this mug, but I wake up with my trusty Surly Brewing mug because that's how much the folks at Surly have become a part of my life. And I want you to invite them into your house too. The weekend is almost here. You know, saddle up to a can of Surly, Furious in my case, but as Dex will tell you, so many great, great choices. Surly Brewing sponsors us. We love them, appreciate them. But what we really appreciate the product that they put out because it's outstanding. Surly Brewing, check them out. And, uh, you know, if, if you're enjoying a can, show us your... Um, show us your cans. Show us your taps. At Jay Zolget, at Score North on Twitter. We appreciate it. Yeah. Also, if you're a business owner out there and you're looking to take your business to the next level, you know, maybe you're uh, Carolina and you want to take your business to the next level. Well, you're like probably, probably better than that at this point. But, you know, uh, Federated is here to help Rams. you take your business. Yeah. They're the Rams. The next level. Out to yeah. win Super Bowl. Yep. Federated comes in with all sorts of great risk management tools, resources, and expertise you can tap into. Federatedinsurance.com if you want to find out more. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. So found these quotes from 11 years ago. Peyton Manning talking about roster construction. He was 34 years old at the time. Kirk's going to be 34 later this summer. Peyton Manning had made... Now, Peyton had won a Super Bowl at the time, so um, he was mostly just hunting for Super Bowls. Peyton had made all the life-changing money that he probably needed at that point, been in the league for 10-plus years. Kirk has made all kinds of life-changing money. He's made like $150 million or whatever it is, right? And uh, this is what Peyton Manning said 11 years ago about being offered the most money of any quarterback. Quote, to the Indianapolis Star, while I appreciate Jim Irsay offering to make me the highest paid player, I told him I'd rather save that money and keep whoever it is on the team. Joseph Adai, Charlie Johnson, Charlie Johnson, <laughs> former Viking, whoever that may be. I'm willing to take less than they've offered if they are going to take that money to keep players we need and keep going to get other players. All I want is for the Colts to have the cap and the cash to keep the players they want to keep and to sign other players need i say more amen yes if you are kirk cousins or kirk you are not going to go broke if you take a little bit less money if you want to win a super bowl that badly like peyton manning and now you know what what sucks about this is you know a few months later peyton actually underwent season-ending neck surgery and never played for the colts again never got (laughs) that contract and then went to denver but you know, you get to a certain point, you're 34, 35 years old, you can kind of see the end of the road, you've never had Super Bowl success. What is it that you want? Yes. Do you want to win a Super Bowl? Yes. Or do you want to milk as much, you know, an extra five, ten, fifteen million dollars out of this thing every single year and wonder why the offensive line has two leaky parts to it? Mm-hmm. You know? And people sit there and they tend to blame the front office, which again, like the front office failed in a lot of areas too. They didn't focus enough on offensive line and they probably should have spent more free agency money on offensive line. But when you have a good, not great quarterback making that much money, it makes it really, really hard, harder than it usually is to be a general manager of a football team because mm-hmm. you have to be perfect with every last remaining cent and draft pick. 
And you need, at that position, you need a player, a leader, who is open-minded to to walking the tightrope between being a player and management. Sorry, it's just the case. Restructures. Like, how are you going to... You play such an important role. Like, you're not... You're not the left guard. You're not the cornerback. You are the quarterback. You make a ton. You're incredibly important. People want to look to you for guidance. Like players want to look for you. Hell, people within the building want to look to you for guidance. It's why Kirk not being vaxxed was a far bigger deal than Dalvin Cook, Harrison Smith. People look to him. They look to, at the time, Rick Spielman. Zimmer, right? But shortly after that, you look to the quarterback. And that's why, like, what Peyton did there, and I don't care if he's telling the truth or not. I I believe it. But the point is, it sets a tone. And that is, so when the Vikings talk about, and and, I mean, we, we can expand this. When the Vikings talk about the culture needs to be changed, which, by the way, I don't disagree with one bit. It goes beyond the front office. It goes beyond the coaching staff. It goes to the locker room, and it goes to the most important people there. And and Kirk Cousins, right or wrong, plays a position at which that is an incredibly important uh, place where you can set a tone. And and that's why I think people think we just pick on Kirk. But the reality is, months ago, I said, I want Mike out. Mike's gone. I want Rick out. We debated that a little bit. Rick's gone. I wanted Kirk out. Kirk's not gone. I will not rest until the top of the head is all cut off. I will not. I will not rest. I, I as as the assistant to the CEO oh, wow. of Vikings Twitter. I will. I just you've appointed I, I yourself. Gain, I deign myself. I know. I, I think you know. Myself. We do have a couple senior vice president okay. positions that, that are likely okay. to open here. So okay. Well, so I would like know. to get one. Like the career but page updated, then please. But I will not rest until this is this is completed. Because it's not yet, and and we're sort of at this weird place now where, where I think our point is right. I think we now have just decided that Rick and Mike especially were the bad guys, and now that they're gone, it's fine. Yeah. No, 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 no. You got to keep going. Sorry, it kind of. It's it's so. It's, sometimes it's hard to operate in the the gray space that is most of life and sports and and Vikings. And while you know, I was very very disappointed with the way Mike Zimmer handled things the last couple of years, just his lack of relationship building and all these yep. things. Like he definitely had to go. Yep. The game had clearly passed him by in a lot of ways defensively. And I'm sure he'll come back and be a defensive coordinator at some point. But like I said, to you guys on Mackie and Judd today, people have taken this Mike's Mike, people have said, you know, all right, now that Mike Zimmer's gone. Okay. Now everything, he was the cancer. Let's cut the cancer out. It's like, wait a second. Okay. He definitely had flaws and he definitely, from a communication standpoint, kind of train wreck there toward the end. Mm-hmm. But he was like 16 games above 500. This team was 10 win average in the four seasons before, you know, Kirk Cousins arrived Two NFC championship, North championships and an NFC championship game appearance. Like people act like he's this incompetent idiot coach that they had to fire. Like, just get this idiot, like a Tim Brewster, just, just get him out of here and everything else is going to get better automatically. It's like, Listen, I'm all for KOC, and I think I think the Vikings have nailed the hire. I think they've nailed the tone, and they just they hired two seemingly really likable guys who have high EQs, which I love in Quasi and KOC. Mm-hmm. 
But let's not go too far with that narrative and say that, well, Mike Zimmer was the cancer and now everything else can blossom, that he just had his thumb on everything. I mean, how many times did Mike Zimmer come out and say, urge Kirk to be a better leader and urge Kirk to take more chances down the field? Like people, The other thing, too. Mike Zimmer was conservative by nature, but Mike Zimmer is on the record multiple times this season saying, we need Kirk to take more chances down the field, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, I just, it bothers me. Am I a, a Zimmer defender? No, I, he he needed to go. Um, I have something else for you guys here before we get to random Viking of the Week, too. So I had a chance this morning putting my nerd glasses on and uh, opening up the Pro Football Focus QB annual that comes out every year. It's like 400-plus pages of (laughs) quarterback breakdown. Bless our guy, Eric and company. Mm. Yeah, Eric Eager. Eric Eager, uh, man. Vice President of Research for uh, for PFF and a friend of the show here for years. Mm-hmm. but So I sat down for like an hour and just kind of combed through some of this this morning and went through the Kirk Cousins sections. And there's some really good information about Cousins, both positive and negative. And I have four main – I'm going to spare you all the like the numbers and intricate details. Sure. In fact, I urge you to just go – if you're a football nerd like us, go uh, go support our, our friends at, at uh, PFF, our friend Eric, and just go buy it. But – um, I have four main takes off of the data as it pertains to Kirk. Okay. Number one, Kirk Cousins is one of the best clean pocket first read quarterbacks in the NFL based on the stats. Yeah. So once this, you know, when, when things are clean and when the play is designed in a way that the first read is open, he is legitimately one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, PFF actually graded him as the number one clean pocket quarterback in the NFL in 2021, which is awesome, right? I mean, how many times did some of the previous Vikings quarterbacks like Ponder with a clean pocket soil down their leg? And this is something we see with our eyes on game day too. Yep. When circumstances are perfect, this man is going to Canton, Ohio. Yep. When that structure breaks down, things get murkier. He regularly throws short of the sticks. Uh, he was rated below average under pressure. Now, all quarterbacks drop off under pressure, but his drop-off is much, much, much more. It's among the more severe drop-offs of any quarterback in the NFL. Cousins ranked just 30th in big-time throw percentage, which is sort of defined as an accurate pass down the field in the face of pressure. Okay. So he was 30th in big-time throw percentage under pressure. The guys at the top of that list, who are the best guys under pressure at delivering a big-time throw down the field, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, all among Jacoby Brissett snuck in there, small sample size too, but among guys that played, you know. But like that's where Stafford's different size. from Kirk. That a hundred percent. That's where the that's where the comparison yes. falls apart. Yes. Stafford actually, I think, led the NFL in yards per attempt under pressure. And Stafford, Joe Burrow was second. To be clear, late in a Super Bowl game, Stafford made a no look pass. Kirk Cousins wouldn't make that. Kirk Cousins wouldn't make that throw to his child in a backyard game. Uh, my second main takeaway from the PFF QB annual is that Cousins has been a lot better lately at avoiding sacks and self-induced pressures. So, so he only this is so a self-induced pressure is you get pressured and it's not the offensive line's fault. It's your fault for hey they did their job for like two and a half or three seconds. And now it's you've just you got the ball in your hand still, and pressure comes right. So I want to say he averaged like two two a game. He had like twenty five or thirty of these last year. 
2020, 2020, only seven in 2021. So he was much better at we saw that. getting the ball out quicker. We saw it. Bang, they bang, bang. Too, and, yep. he, and his sack totals were way down as well. Yep. So he specifically was better at those things. Uh, takeaway number three, Kirk Cousins remains one of the five most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL, especially when the pocket's clean. He could put the ball on the money. He's not, you don't have to worry about him sailing, like going Jimmy Garoppolo for what? a half and just like sailing everything. What's the average yard per pass? Uh, like overall in general? Well, I'm, I'm just saying his accuracy, I, I feel Give me is, 30 seconds. I feel like his accuracy at times is reflected by the fact that he checks down quite a bit, that, that he makes passes that are high percentage passes. Because if I'm taking deep shots for Jefferson consistently, things might go awry. Mm-hmm. But I also might hit him sometimes. It's As funny because said, at the beginning of the season, he was like way toward the bottom of the. He was like 25th or 30th in average depth of throw or yep. air yards, if you will. And uh, Lamar Jackson was averaging like 11 air yards per throw or something ridiculous, and Cousins yeah. was like six early in the year, and it got better late in the season. So let me pull this up here. You're making me dig now. You're making me dig. Well, I feel like you gave me a morsel of information, CEO, that had to be (laughs) taken up a notch. I mean, when the CEO of Vikings Twitter is not prepared for any inevitable question that might come, I I think the board has to question him, Declan. I think the board has questions about him. I get it. So he he was behind. uh, I'm just trying to find the guys he was behind because this this list is out of order. One, two, three, four, five, six. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. He was like 13th in average air yards. Okay. Somewhere in there. Um, and that was much better because of the second half. They they clearly made a, an effort in the yes. last two months to throw the ball down the field more. Yes. And my, my last takeaway is, according to Pro Football Focus data in this quarterback annual, Cousins is an objectively better quarterback now than he was when he joined the Vikings. There's a lot of metrics that show whether it's just getting rid of the ball earlier, whether it's just overall PFF grade that oh, so interesting. he's better than he was four years ago. Yeah. Okay. So it's a, it's a mixed bag. But what I think the most important thing here is if you can keep him clean, you're good. Yeah, but, <laughs> but if things get murky, it's, it's probably screwed. Well, right, but I can't. And you can't eliminate murkiness altogether. No, my head's going to pop off. That's the problem. No, you can't. Especially when your quarterback makes that much money. (laughs) Right, you can't get a better offensive line. Uh, You can't go out and sign Joe Thune because I can't afford him. Okay, so here's the the question, though. So Kirk Cousins, as we've talked about before, is tremendously gifted, but he is a puppet quarterback, which means that if you give him the proper directions, he can execute them. Um, but when things go awry or he has to change, he really struggles. Yeah. Okay. So here's the problem, though. And see, this is where the whole blame game thing. It was uh, it was uh, Zim's fault. No, no. DiFilippo screwed him. John DiFilippo came in with a system that should have worked for a National Football League quarterback making what Kirk is making. It didn't work because because the instructions that came on, on the box with Kirk didn't say what DiFilippo wanted to do. So here's the problem. No, no, he he came from a target. He was a doll from target. And it said on the back, 
Um, one, checks down. Two, does not take risks. And DiFilippo was like, screw this, let's go. I am now an OC. And it didn't work. Zim Zim blamed John, but it also partially goes to Kirk. Because you can't just say, well, you didn't take advantage of everything that this guy can do well. Because one of those things was handing off. So, long story short, we get to 2022, or I'm sorry, 2021, and, and Clint Kubiak, play calling wise, was a disaster. But I actually think that he had some good instructions for for the Kirk cake. And that included delivery of the ball quickly. Like, yeah. like we got to get you, we got to tell you, get rid of the ball quickly because it's going to avoid pressures and sacks. The question now is with O'Connell, and, and I know that O'Connell is quarterback friendly, but he, he also, I'm sure, runs some intricate ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he clearly puts a ton on the shoulders of his quarterback. Like he trusts that you are going to be an extension of him. Is Kirk Cousins able to take the puppet strings off enough to execute what Kevin O'Connell wants on game day, which is not just a a simple ask? Yeah. Like, that's what, to me, gets to be the real question here. And these are all discussions, I'm sure, that Kwesi is. So there's the whole contract discussion, the roster building, and where the Vikings are at in the winning cycle. But then there's the, all right, we all know that if he's clean, he's good. All right? But you don't win championships and playoff games by just keeping everything clean all the time. Like, look at you're you're facing the best teams in the world on the road. You're going to sorry, you're going to have to deal with a ton of pressure at times, both literally and figuratively mentally. And you're going to make decisions yourself. So if you're Kevin O'Connell, that's the biggest question I would have. Okay, How fixable at age 34 is the quiet mind stuff that he brought up at his press conference, right? How can I get Kirk to be more quiet minded? Right. Because when pressure happens, oh my God, blah, 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 chatter, chatter, freak out, right? You know, gets away from the first read, it's difficult. Right. Does Kevin O'Connell think, you know what? I can actually get him. Maybe he's not going to be, you know, as good as some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL under pressure, like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, but I can get him to be above average under pressure. Then it's okay, but this is all. All these things are in play here the next two or three weeks, and they have to make a decision within the next three weeks. How much can you fix this? How much is it going to cost? What are the offers coming in from other teams? Right? It is a wild time to be Quasi and Kevin O'Connell. Welcome to the Vikings. Here's the biggest decision you're probably ever going to have to make in your career. <laughs> but I think it's fantastic because because you now can chart the course. You can. Ch- you Would you bet money if you were the course. if you were Kevin O'Connell and if you were Quasi asking Kevin O'Connell? Yeah. Would you bet that he can get Kirk to be great under pressure? No. No. He's thirty-four. He he is risk adverse. It, it would be like saying, "Could you get Judd Zolgad to go bungee cord jumping?" The answer is no bleeping way. <laughs> like I'm not going to change. I'm scared of can, risk. Or be like, like can, like can Judd be quiet-minded while bungee jumping? Yeah, I but I mean, that. I am to to be to to be completely self-reflective. I live life like Kirk plays. I don't like risk. <laughs> I mean, I'm the, willing to knock say on that. the door he hides. I yeah, oh I once crawled across uh, the floor to avoid the door. God, because I don't like risk. But I'm willing to admit that. That's like that's the thing is I'm not I'm not coming to you and saying yeah, but you got to pay me like I enjoy risk. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't do that. It wouldn't I be know. fair. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, have some self awareness. Okay, guys, listen. 
if the house is clean and everything's good, exactly. I'm going to be fine. If no but, one knocks at the door, I am yeah. awesome. But the second that door, you get the, I'm in trouble. Yep. Sorry. So, you know, to be continued. But this is I know, some really, really interesting, really interesting stuff from the PFF QB annual. And it just, it tells a story. It's a complicated story. Keep it. We'll just go get a better offensive line. And, and yes, yes. Yeah, but that's not. Absolutely. But that doesn't fix the stuff when it's murky. It's going to no. be murky sometimes. And when the pressure's on, it gets murkier and murkier. Yep. That's the thing. It gets worse. Yep. All right, boys, it's almost time for uh, our favorite competition. But first, uh, Judd's looking, by the day, just looking skinnier. Look at him. Like he's got face? this pretty like clean that? shaven this week. Like, that like that face? People Ugh, commenting stop. on the, you know, the pictures from our, our gathering with listeners at Surly. Look who's the skinny guy. Look at this guy. How'd you that do is, it? That's me because I have lost 30-plus pounds because of my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. Um, they, they have a plan that has been simple. And that's the key thing, especially for guys. We want simple. We want easy to, to follow directions. We don't w- want to have to take like microwave meals to different places. This plan is easy. It's simple. And here's the best part. The eight-week challenge, you get your first eight weeks for free. That's right. Your first eight weeks for free. All you have to do, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia, L-I-V-E-A dot com. Check them out. Tell them uh, that Judd and Score North told you that if Judd Zolgad can drop 30-plus pounds and have this skinny face now, you can do the exact same thing. Livia, L-I-V-E-A dot com. Also, hey, if you are a sports fan in the Twin Cities area, uh, we got another Division One show in town here, St. Thomas basketball, hockey, football in the fall. And uh, if you're interested in seeing Division One sports, St. Thomas style, tommysports.com, tommysports.com. Dot com. Um, all right, boys, it's time for me to pit you guys against each other in a vicious battle to the death. It's the random Viking of the week here on Purple Daily. Are you ready? How'd you put it that way? So all time here, Judd has a 16 to 10 lead over Declan. The last five random Vikings, Toby Gerhardt, Jarek McKinnon, John Carlson, Jermaine Wiggins, and Chris Cluey. I have a series of clues. I will throw them out one by one. You each get up to three incorrect guesses. You can blurt out a guess anytime. You can ask me questions whenever you want. I can refuse to answer because it's my game. Clearing the mechanism. All right. All right, Kevin. Clearing all of the all of my current Vikings knowledge out so I can go into the past. I am one with the past. All right, here we go. Where's my Surly? Okay, let's go. This random Viking of the Week played high school football in Silver Spring, Maryland. This random Viking of the Week was once a contestant on NBC's Minute to Win It game show. Can I throw a guess? Oh my God, yes. Stefan Diggs. Love the aggressiveness. Love the aggressiveness. Maryland, and he's been on, was he on Family Feud? He was on a game show. Like within the last few years, he had a hilarious slip up. Yeah, okay. All right. Minute to win. What? I'm sorry. Can Take I? A shot. What is that? It's very. Uh, let me see here. It does have a Wikipedia page. So, Minute to Win It is an international game show franchise where contestants take part in a series of 60 second challenges that use objects that are commonly available around the house. Never even. It was. Heard of uh, it looks like the original American <clears throat> version was hosted by Guy Fieri. Oh, that okay. That clue was useless for me, but I'm glad that Declan guessed. All right, well, he's a, he's a fun guy. It's a fun guy. There's another clue for you. 
That's what that clue was meant to show you. He's not. It's not. Come on, CEO. Stiff, you know. The board is getting very impatient. All right, this random Viking of the week yes. played played college football in the vaunted Mid Eastern Athletic Conference. Is that even a conference? I don't even know. It's a conference. It is Mid Eastern Athletic Conference. Yeah. Silver Springs, Maryland. This random Viking of the week was a third round draft pick. This random Viking of the Week played for four different NFL teams and was a training camp attendee for a fifth team. Four different teams? Mm-hmm. Actually, like, got actual playing time with four different teams, and he was... Okay, I'm, I'm going to take a guess, but uh, man, this guy wasn't fun, though. Uh, this guy wasn't fun. Uh, but you know what? Got three guesses. Is it Marcus McCauley? I swear to God. It's a great random Viking yeah, guess, though. That was a good but, guess. Because he was a third-round pick, but he wasn't fun. I feel like that's a... Yeah, yeah. Okay, keep going. I will say he was not drafted by the Vikings. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Third-round pick. His mother was born in Liberia. <laughs> All right. He, he played for these NFL head coaches. Okay. Mike Munchak, Tom Coughlin, Jim Fossil, Brad Childress, Leslie Frazier, and Bill Belichick. <laughs> and Bill Belichick. Um, Munchak? Hold, I, hold on a second. I'm just trying to think about this. Coughlin. This random Viking of the week made around $15 million playing in the NFL. He was not born in the United States, but he was also not born in Liberia, which is where his mother was born. This random Viking of the Week. I'll give you the actual college. I don't know if it's going to help you, but uh, he played college football at Morgan State. I've heard of Morgan State. I would say that uh, people who don't watch the Vikings, if you watch the Vikings, he's very much a household, like a secondary household name. If you don't watch the Vikings... He's more known for something else. Like his his fame is uh his fame has to do with something that didn't happen on the field per se, but uh okay. Um okay, I'll, I'll take a, a second guess. Dwight Smith? Okay, I'm down to one. So something that didn't happen on the field. No, but it definitely was. Uh, it was definitely televised. He was born in Birmingham, England, but doesn't have a British accent. 
So we played for... He was one of Brett Favre's favorite teammates. Oh, dang it. Chad's going to get it. Why can't you get it? Uh... I'm down to I'm I'm down to one, one guess left. This random Viking of the week stood six foot four inches tall and weighed two hundred forty pounds. Pretty big feet too. I don't think I've ever seen his feet, but Vasanta Shanko Shanko. Dang it! <laughs> oh, there it is, Judd under the wire. He played for Belichick. <laughs> he played for. Yes, he don't feel bad. That, yeah. That's what Fornis did to me. <laughs> that's what Fornis did to me. I had no idea he Masante played for Belichick. Why, why didn't I remember he played for Belichick? Oh man, that's there what it threw is. Me off. Congratulations, hey, Fornis to did the same thing to me. Get Declan. <laughs> I should have said, too, he was once a regular guest on the Roycey and Mackey radio show back in the day. He used to do his weekly hits with us on Tuesdays from a massage table. Like, he would have his, like, massage yeah. therapist over it. I don't sure want to he... know any more than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hold on just a second, guys. I'm sure, the ending, I'm sure the ending was happy. Oh, man. Yeah, he was. Uh, there's a whole section on his Wikipedia page devoted to the towel incident yeah. when Fox showed. I was in Detroit. And yeah. Fox showed a clip in the Vikings locker room post game yeah, of uh, Ziggy Wilf presenting the game ball to Brad Childress's son Andrew. Like, oh yeah, it's like, yeah. like a big moment, and Shanks and, in the background just naked. And then the next day, <laughs> we all went and talked to him about it in the Vikings lo- locker room, and poor. Kelsey, Kelsey Smith. Yeah, oh, Kelsey God. Smith. Chris Snow's wife now. Yeah. She was so uncomfortable, and I didn't, and I was totally on her side. It was t- so uncomfortable for her. It to, was. Because I think he said, did you like that or something? It's like, oh, my God, no, don't yeah. do that. Yeah. I yes. felt bad for her because she, she was a pro's pro. Yeah. And really good, and that was not something that she should have had to cover. Sorry. No, it was, no. Well, somebody should have covered it. Well, yes, but, but she should not have had to write about any part uh, I'll just stop. There's no good way to. There's like nothing I can. There's no word coming out that's going to be constructive. No, Declan. No, Declan, nothing, the same thing happened to me. Nothing should be coming out. <laughs> we should probably go. Keep All the right. chill boys on and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> See you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily.